Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller. This is a pro wrestling show. Was meant to get back on Twitch today, but here I am at a very unsociable hour, still trying to juggle and get everything done I need to get done. But the best thing is, is that another episode is out there in the wild. And where do we even start? I mean, <laughs> we were so excited about Revolution last week and all the things that could be happening building up to WrestleMania. And now before we even get there, there's just a bunch of, well, let's just start at the obvious, the death match, exploding barbed wire, Huda Fest, whatever the hell you want to call it. I think the reaction to it has been kind of upsetting because, look, you cannot, there's no justification for what happened at the end of that match, right? You build up to a big explosion. You want to be a big explosion. You want to see a big explosion. AEW's done a great job in the story, is essentially, you know, the whole John Moxley and... Eddie Kingston coming out to save him. You know, you've got proper drama there. You're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen to him? They've been through all these wars, but they made clear how tight they were for so many years. And now, you know, Kingston can't handle it, even though he was never able to beat John Moxley. And they're both going to sort of... It's like Thelma and Louise, right? They're both going to go in, off the end of the cliff together because that's the way they were born and that's the way they're going to die. And then some sparklers come out of the ring posts and there's like some pyro at the front of the ring, which could be any single wrestler coming out to make the save or do an interference. And that does take away the gravity. I mean, it takes away the gravitas from the ending, the finish. That's always going to be one of the most important things on any kind of a show, be it wrestling or otherwise, because it's the overwhelming memory you have in your head. And yes, if you bought it to see a ring explode, you didn't get it. So you're allowed to be a little bit peeved about that as well. But I think the unfortunate part of it, surprise, surprise, coming from me, is this idea that the whole thing was a failure. AEW's dead. And I mean, come on. Let's, let's try and take the hyperbole and bury it a little bit. It's not like other promotions haven't made, you know, such errors and been able to come back. And also, I think you have to give a little bit of goodwill. You know, remember what they have done up to this point and why you were so excited about this to begin with. So all of that, I thought, marred. And it, it's really difficult because some of it had to mar the rest of the, the evening. It did. Sometimes you've got to call a spade a spade and put your hands up and go, man, this didn't go well at all. And, you know, they, they deserve, um, deserves the wrong word. I hate that because that sounds horrible. But you should be saying, how bad was that? Because it was bad. I said on ups and downs, I say it now. It's really bad. I was laughing so much. So in that sense, I guess it was kind of entertaining. But it's like I've always had this dream. AEW basically lived my dream. I've always had this dream of why I'd be in this position. I don't know. But I get to make a movie. And it's a real hard-hitting drama, you know, thriller. Oh, my gosh, pulling at your heartstrings. And then the ending, like the last 15 minutes, is just like an Arnold Schwarzenegger action <laughs> thingamajig. And you've got the whole crowd going, do we, like, fall out of the theater and into another? What the hell's going on? Just confuse, confuse them. And that's essentially what AEW did. You're expecting a big explosion, and instead a clown, like, you know, popped up and honked your nose. <laughs> and we just went on from there. So... Of course, there is going to be to be some disappointment. But I guess what I'm getting at is this idea that the Kenny Omega-John Moxley match was crap because it wasn't crap. 
Like the match was over before that kind of stuff happened. And uh, I do agree that the interference was unneeded. I didn't need to see Gullers and Anderson. Not when you've got barbed wire and exploding bats and, you know, blood. And, you know, you, you can overbook this kind of a stuff. But I thought they had a terrific match. And I wouldn't say that kind of level of violence or hardcoreness or whatever we're going to call it is my personal bag. But I understand that, you know, wrestling isn't made for me. It's not exclusively uh, viewing for my own entertainment. So you have to try these things. And I know some people love it. And I thought they proved how good they are as professional wrestlers. Like, it must have been so hard to have to come up with a match where you're like, and then I do this. Oh, no, we can't do that because you'll explode. <laughs> you know? And we're planning the explosion for around about six minutes in. And by the time we had an exploding barbed wire back, I was like, man, there's no going back to Toto now, Kansas. So, yeah, it's, it is a shame. I don't want to try and get that otherwise. But I thought, it's that classic thing. If it had just been talk, people talking about like, oh, man, that really sucked. It was rubbish. It was fine. But it's not. We take it to the next level. Like, it was the worst thing I've ever seen. Blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, man, calm down. Calm down, for goodness sake. An explosion didn't go off. Yes, it sucks. Yes, you're allowed to have your voice heard. But don't go into crazy town. What I can't stand is, oh, other promotion never would have done this. Trust me, everybody would have done this. It just happens. And that kind of goes to the, uh, the overall card, too. Like, did it necessarily live up to the expectations I had for it? I'd probably say no. I don't want to say disappointing, because that's too much. But yeah, just below the bar that I was expecting. But that's going to happen. Like, if you throw a ball against a wall 25 million times, you're not going to catch it every time it comes back it doesn't doesn't make any sense so you have to temper these things and you have to realize that this was just a pay-per-view that you may remember fondly but you won't remember while doing backflips and you know getting naked and running around the street which is what people did after the last double or nothing because i mean if we go through all the matches i thought the tag team battle royal actually let me get them up properly instead of trying to do it from my memory because um that will never work. I, I do get it. Like last year's probably had the best tag team match ever. So <laughs> the bar's going to be pretty high. But uh, yeah, the opening, right, the start here. The opening tag match I thought was great. Now, I don't think the Young Bucks have bad pay-per-view bounce. I think this whole Inner Circle storyline is really interesting. You know, my thoughts on it. Who the hell knows where it's going to go? Uh, the Casino Tag Team Battle Royale was crazy and probably a little bit too overbooked and kind of justified why WWE has two minute. They have two minute timers, but they're never actually two minutes because they let the, you know, the, the previous narrative play out and then they send somebody else out there. I couldn't keep notes up with this. And so many people are saying, Miller, why did you sort of, you know, scoot over it so quick in your recap? It's like, trust me, it was so hard. But again, how does it end? Ray Phoenix and Pac win, or Ray Phoenix wins technically. Uh, so we're going to do Pac and Phoenix versus the Bucks. Great match. And we've got, you know, as it was another tick for Jungle Boy and how he continues to get better and better. So for me, that's two for two. And, you know, tying it into my ups and downs because I got into it. Well, I didn't get into it. I was trying to explain very kindly to someone yesterday who decided I was triggered and triggered and mad, even though I, I was just saying, dude, it's all good. Let's just have a conversation. I don't give downs on ups and downs for something that's only okay. That would be like you having an average day at your job and getting fired. It seems grossly unfair. Like... I don't not give ups and downs because I think, why did you tune into the show? Like we could end the whole thing and there's no ups and downs. So this was a waste of my life and you would be 100% right. Um, but so sometimes you can get a skewed show. That's why we added in the whole up or down at the end of the whole thing. It's not a maths you know, puzzle. It's not like well, we've got four downs and you know five ups, therefore it's an up. It's no, it's like these are my thoughts. But overall, I felt like this. And I'm never going to give it down for an okay match. It doesn't seem fair. But either way, two for two. Sheeta versus Mizunami was an okay women's championship match, right? It was pretty decent. I like Sheeta. I thought Mizunami's done really great this week over on the American side. So again, you're like, okay, maybe, you know, coming off that tag team battle royal, maybe 
to ordinary. I don't know. I don't know what people were expecting, but it was nothing bad. And then you get to the whole Miro tag team match, and it's an angle match. It's a vehicle for Miro to finally beat everybody up, and then you move on to something else. Now, I totally get if you didn't like that. If you're not into Miro, hell yeah, that's your prerogative. As we know, massively biased towards Rusev Miro. This is the kind of character I want to see. He also said something like, I could have taken you to the moon, Chuck Taylor, but you said, no, no, I know what that means. But it made me laugh. So that one was a win, right? That one, I'm like, okay, awesome. He gets his win. Hopefully, he's going to split up with Kip Sabian, destroy him, and go on and destroy everybody, have a world title match, and ultimately lose. That will be fun. Hangman Adam Page versus Matt Hardy. Yes, maybe a little bit too long again, but just a fun match. The whole Dark Order Hangman Page thing makes me happy in my tum-tum because they're all best friends and they all love each other. Revolution ladder match, great winner, Scorpio Sky. Nice to see Ethan Page, maybe a little bit uh, anticlimactic given that the way they did it, but hey-ho, it is what it is. And I will say again, given that the level of ladder match that we're used to, no, it didn't send me as crazy as I was expecting, but it's st- it was still, it's still a fun spectacle. They still did nut stuff, for goodness sake. I mean, Scorpio Sky went through a ladder that broke. Uh, Cody took a code red on top of a ladder. People got, oh, it wasn't very good. <laughs> it was still good. Like, it's still good to a certain point. Well, you can't say it was bad. Again, just in my opinion. And then you've got the Street Fighter cinematic match. That's exactly what I thought it was going to be. It made Sting look cool. It was all dark and angry, kind of like the Boneyard match. You know, again, again, if it's not for you, it's not for you. But, I mean, as soon as Darby Allen got rockabye baby through the, <laughs> the glass by Ricky Starks and Brian Cage, I was like, this is fine by me. And Brian Cage walked up the stairs with a vertical suplex on Darby Allen. Now, if I ever see Brian Cage, I have talked to him a couple of times. I am going to say, dude, there's much easier ways to <laughs> bring, the, bring the dustbin that you smashed him on down. Don't bring Darby Allen up. But yeah, you know, I thought it was a great way to protect Sting and make Sting look cool. And then we've talked about Kenny Omega and John Moxie. I thought the match itself was really good. I really enjoyed it. Maybe not their best encounter. And it was ruined by the ending. And you can say, yeah, but Simon, if I go out for a nice meal and the dessert's crap, that's going to ruin it. Or the same with a big movie. I totally agree with you. I'm not saying that you can't be this way. But calling it the death of AEW, or they've really screwed up now. What are they going to do? Let's just, they took a risk and it failed. (laughs) Miserably. Understandable. And we have to talk about the arrival of Christian too. Now, this one is lost on me, probably down to my own personal bias. But hey, that's how we, you know, it'd be your own own personal bias too, in the sense that you didn't think Christian was a big deal. I did think Christian was a big deal. I'm 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 always a surprise guy, so you know everyone says under deliver, uh, under promote and over deliver. Yes, I I I get that because some people will go wild, but and, and again I will always be a surprise guy, so I'll always advocate for that. But I also am a dude that enjoys the period beforehand when everyone's talking and everyone's getting excited and everyone's guessing, you know. So even if the spoiler isn't what it doesn't live up to that magic that we had beforehand well i quite like the magic beforehand and i understand that i'm completely unique in uh, unique in that sense but i think christian signing with aew is great more so for the personal story that he can tell given that he was never meant to wrestle again and now he gets to go out on his terms because you know i think we can look at wwe i don't know what kind of conversations they had there's rumors going on saying that um you know it's Christian's decision, I guess, is the best way to put it. I mean, I mean, I'm sure that Tony Khan had made some inroads, but it was Christian that had Tony Khan and said this. And I can only imagine that happened because he chatted to WWE and they didn't have that many good plans for him. And I think even though that's a rumor and speculation, I think we can kind of justifiably assume that that was the case because there was a time when Vince McMahon wanted to put a big dot over Christian's face because he didn't like it. That's a true story. Bruce Pritchard has told that on his podcast. And Bruce Pritchard is not a man to make things up... Um, 
Well, you know, let me, let me, exact, let me rephrase that. A lot of what he said, I think, is stretching the truth. But if something is false, he will shoot it down and say, no, that's false. He's trying to protect himself. That one he openly admits is the is the real deal. So dot on Christian face. They probably said this time we want to put a triangle on your head. He's like, nope, I'm going to AEW. So to me, he ticked all the boxes. I'm very excited to see what we do with him. It opens up the question, are we bringing in too many WWE guys to AEW? It all depends on what's going to happen with their two other shows. Like if all the old guys are going to teach the new guys what to do and give them a wealth of experience so that two, three, four years down the line, you know, the likes of Max Caster, Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, Darby Allen, uh, Jungle Boy, whoever. I mean, Sammy Guevara, MJF, like, then it, it, it will be worthwhile. I, I mean, I watched TNA a lot, but I was never really a TNA guy. I kind of just tuned in, saw what was going on. I wasn't, I wasn't as passionate about it as I am AEW. But as long as the younger stars keep getting pushed, which they are... I don't have, I just don't have a problem with it. And maybe more for me. And maybe I'll look back in a few months and say, Simon, you made a massive mistake there. Because I get it. There's not a lot of TV time at the moment. You know, we had that Lee Johnson storyline recently and that's not gone anywhere. And there's a host of others. But if you do, they know the plan. We don't know the plan. So they do have another YouTube show and they do have another, uh, you know, TNT show, which they do. We know this is the case. They probably filling bodies for positions that they need so yeah overall it's probably a thumbs middle pay-per-view but i still you know i had a good time watching it and i kind of like it when things go bad in wrestling in fact that may be my favorite thing in wrestling when things go bad because everyone goes nuts and there's loads to talk about and i think that's quite fun i think that's quite entertaining but yeah maybe it didn't go the way that uh, we all thought it would do but you're not going to hit a home run every time that's just the that's just the truth of the matter but Hey-ho! We'll see what's going to happen on Dynamite. Christian is going to be on Dynamite, so that will be massively, massively fascinating. Maybe we can start a good narrative and it will go into a good match with somebody and all of a sudden people will be won over. Talk about Raw as well. <laughs> Raw's a funny show, isn't it? It's a it's a strange, strange show. I there were, The elements that I like this week is that it was very match-heavy. I know some of the matches were too short, but sometimes you don't get any matches. And I know they had a lot of skits as well, but, you know, I like the opening match, which I don't think a lot of people did, but I'm just, I'm getting such joy out of Bobby Lashley being this wrecking machine. I was like, you know what, fine, man. Let Bobby Lashley wreck The Miz for 10 minutes. I was just dying. The Miz's pro promo was too long, I thought. And it was massively devastating. We didn't get this celebration. Don't promote stuff on social media and then not give it to us. I think that's really low because I was quite, I would say I was excited about it, but I was intrigued. Then you just don't get it on the show. You're like, well, no, you can't do bait and switches. It doesn't work. So that one I enjoyed. I'll get to the Braun Strowman <laughs> stuff last. The no DQ match between Sheamus and Drew McIntyre was flipping awesome. Those guys kicked the absolute crap out of each other. Uh, if you haven't, I don't know who posted it. It's probably the WWE account or somebody of that ilk. I think Randy Orton may have done one and then gone after Soldier Boy because he's crazy. I love him. You know, the, the, the wounds and the welts on their back, these guys did not hold back. Probably why it was such a good match, because they were really laying it in. But yes, having a no contest in an ODQ match is absolutely redonkulous. But WWE hasn't done that finish for a while. I kind of felt like they were going to be doing this, you know, protecting one of them. And I thought, you know what? I enjoyed the match so much. Who, who even cares, right? You know, it's probably going to lead to a fast lane match. Drew McIntyre is going to win. The problem is fast lane. We've talked about this time and time again. Uh, main event, AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Great. Don't think those guys can have bad matches. Uh, Xavier Woods versus, um, who the hell did he fight? Shelton Benjamin, also good. But then again, this is the problem. I'll just change into it now. There's caveats to all of this. <laughs> because you get... Um, 
you know, you, you you get that match, but then we're told it's the New Day versus the Hurt Business for the titles next week. Like, but it was that a few weeks ago and they lost, so why have they got it again? And it just feels so lame. And then, you know, it makes me into a hypocrite because on one hand, I'm saying, why didn't you advertise The Miz versus Bobby Lashley in a title match? Why didn't you do uh, Drew versus... Um, uh, Shameless, you know, why didn't you promote that? Why didn't you promote the, the the tag team title match later? And then they finally do promote a match, and I go, no, not like that. I'm being that guy, and I hate myself for doing it. Be like, it has to make sense. Why can't you promote a good match that makes sense? And this is why Raw is such a strange beast because you do, you just have these two. It just goes back and forth and back and forth. It is like wrestling tennis. And the absolute low point, the double fault, if we're going to continue on this tennis analogy, was Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. That was absolutely terrible. I never say that, but I said on ups and downs, and I will say it here, bad television. (laughs) Now, one, I'm going to be that guy. I told you that this would be the case. Uh, that it was going to be Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. A few people laughed at me. They said, Miller, you're out of your mind. And I was like, I, I, you know. So for some reason, some people thought it was going to be Shane McMahon versus Adam Pearce. That's not going to happen. They're going to do Braun Strowman. That's what Shane McMahon does. He comes back and he fights, he fights the big dogs. One day, probably quite literally. But I just didn't understand what the point of this was. Like, Shane McMahon wants to call Braun Strowman stupid, but he doesn't. So he pauses and 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 he pauses. And he, pauses. he then basically says, you are stupid, Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman is outraged throughout all of this, as was I, because it was just going on for so long and it was such difficult and awkward to watch television. Shane McMahon then pretends to drive away. You see the truck leave. So Braun Strowman's well within his rights to go with the truck lift. You know, any normal human being would see a vehicle spool out of the place and go, right, they're done. And then Shane McMahon, using his magic powers, pops back up into the screen and goes, whoa, stupid. <laughs> I kept. I tried to watch it through a kid's eyes, right? That's what I said. I said, maybe this is for kids. But I'm like, no, kids are smart, man. This is like when some people dumb down their platform games for kids. No, you don't need to do that. Kids are smart. Like, you know, you play Mario 64 and the genius and the magic of Mario 64 is adults, kids, grandmas, anyone can play and it just works if you're into that kind of thing. I just, it's just mystifying. Like genuinely, genuinely, genuinely mystifying. It's just, ugh. It's just bad television. And I don't actually mind Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman always seems to pull the short straw when it comes to, um, uh, what do you call it? WrestleMania. I mean, he was with Nicholas and then he did something else stupid, which I can't remember now. But a lot of stupidity at WrestleMania. So, oh yeah, the Goldberg stuff too, which obviously was a mess. That wasn't his fault. So, you know, this is probably not that bad because they'll, they'll go out of his way to give him a good match with Shane McMahon and he'll probably beat him. But I just, I mean, I don't even have words for it. So confusing. So, so strange. Really difficult. <laughs> difficult to watch. And then right after that, I think you had the Charlotte Flair thing. When all of a sudden, uh, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose want to be women's champion. In like how? In what world do you think that you deserve this? <laughs> that sounds so terrible. But within the world of the story, I mean, it does sound terrible. But like, how can you think this? You can't think this. You've done nothing. You're abysmal as a team and your singles record is just not persona non grata. And then Charlotte, for some reason, goes, well, if you want to do it, you've got to show me in five weeks. You're like, why are you booking the division? You said the same thing they said last week and sure, you've got a bit more credibility, but it still makes no sense. And of course, now we'll do the three-way at Fastlane and Fastlane is becoming this bastard child that just gets in the way of everything. <laughs> Oh, man. I think this is why I enjoy it so much. And then Nia's recruited Reginald and she's carrying him around. Poor Lana and Naomi got their title shot after being ruined every week and then got ruined again. It's just is absolutely insane. It's absolutely insane. I don't know what's going on, but my word does it make me laugh. And then, yes, look, all the hocus pocus stuff with 
Alexa Bliss at the end. How can we get mad about it now? That's like ordering a pizza and it comes. You go, pizza? <laughs> it's like they're going to do this. And I actually would prefer at this stage, even though it's not for me at all. It's just not. I don't think it's very good. But I'd rather they kept doing it now to prove that they've you know come up with a story. They know that some people like it. So let's see it through to the end, which will be WrestleMania and the returning of the Fiend, who apparently now lives in a jack-in-a-box. I'd much rather that than it just gets dropped I don't, want, I don't want WWE to cater to my individual tastes again. That's what we were just talking about. I want them to finish the story for the people that like it. Awesome. That's what wrestling is. That's what entertainment is. But yeah, she sets the ring on fire. Some people said, oh, this is a shot at AEW. If it was, what a crap shot. <laughs> because WWE, you've been doing this since 1997 with Kane. Also does not like an explosion. If you had done that at the end of a, a barbed wire exploding match too, everyone would be like, that was crap. Because it would have been. So if that was a shot, worst shot ever. And I don't mind the shots now. They're both doing it. So whatever. It is what it is. Uh, but then, you know, it's voodoo magic, and then <laughs> Randy Orton's coughing up the black goo, and AJ Styles gives him the phenomenal forearm to win. I would like to know why nobody else is distracted other than Randy Orton. I mean, I get the goo part, but I know if a crazy woman came up on screen and set the ring on fire, I'd be a little bit like, man, I'm not 100% sure I want to keep on, uh, 100% sure I want to keep on wrestling. But hey, it's almost like it's predetermined. Who knew? There was probably some other stuff that went on that I, I haven't mentioned. Uh, I mean, Mustafa Ali versus Slapjack was fine. Uh, uh, Riddle versus um, I don't know what I said then I meant Riddle versus Slapjack Riddle versus Mustafa Ali next week would be awesome would have preferred it if it was Wrestlemania but again we don't know what the plan is but no I thought that was uh, I thought it was a decent match I had nothing against it don't get Riddle's character at all I mean I get what he's supposed to be he's a you know he's a, he's a marijuana dude but yeah the stuff with the scooter I love the New Day's Mortal Kombat costumes but yeah just <laughs> Uh, and the R True segment as well. I don't even want to talk about it. So, yes, another bizarre roar. Uh, Bad Bunny wasn't on it for all the Bad Bunny fans out there. I'm sure he will be back soon. Some people said they were a bit worried because Damian Priest wasn't on the show. I actually think it's probably a good thing. I just think right now they are using those two as a team. They should beat The Miz and John Morrison at WrestleMania. Then coming out of that, we should really push Damian Priest. And I hope they do. I hope we do. I'll be really upset if we don't. I think we've got something there. And he's not... Uh, He's not. He's still young, but he's not young for wrestling. So I don't think we need to, to muck around with this. I think we should. I think we should jump straight on it. I like SmackDown this week too. I seem to be in the minority. Surprise, surprise. Again, Fastlane just gets in a way. But you know, cage match was fun. Going to do Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns at Fastlane 2021, much like we did in 2015. So that's kind of cool. Uh, Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. We built to that as well. Probably going to be WrestleMania. Not mad at that match at all. And I'm certainly not mad at. Uh, Seth Rollins's clothes either his attire and his gear is flipping fantastic looks like we're doing the same with Sami Zayn and Baron Corbin okay fine whatever you know it was just decent easy stuff I thought I, I didn't think it was I mean too many distractions but we talked about that a thousand times and you know Paul Reginald got his absolute ass handed to him by everybody um the Dominic Mysterio Chad Gable stuff you know with Ray and Otis you know kind of interesting I suppose the major thing we should talk about is Apollo Crews now, I like the Apollo Crews thing, as long as it was his idea. And I've been led to believe that it's 100% his idea, so he's allowed to do whatever the hell he wants as far as I'm concerned. But as I said on uh, on Ups and Downs, I like it for two reasons. One, it finally gives Apollo Crews something, as opposed to, oh, hey, I'm just a dude, which he was which he was beforehand. But it also it gives him a layer of depth. Because you can either take him as his word when he's saying, oh, you know, I talk like whatever because i was trying to protect myself whichever way you want to spin it or you can look at it like flipping batman i know if you watch ups and downs like miller i've heard this but this is what kind of stuck out to me when christian bale or any kind of batman puts on his stupid batman voice and it was like well that's a stupid voice i'm like no man that's not his mask his mask is bruce wayne 
right? Bruce Wayne is a broken human being, can't handle his parents' death. So when he goes out and mingles and is the, you know, the, the, the millionaire playboy or billionaire playboy, that's him acting up, right? That's him acting up to the cameras and whatever else. But he feels most comfortable when he's Batman. It's when he's Batman. That's the real person. And if you want to say that's what Apollo Crews is doing, it's fine. So he's talking and gone, you know, gone all crazy because he completely believes he is this person because he's putting up a front, which is essentially what you can say Batman Bruce Wayne does. So I like it a lot. And I thought it came across as cool. There are a few things that maybe raise an eyebrow, like the, what he was holding. But if he, as long as he has made that decision, you can't get mad at it. He's allowed to do that. Now, we'll have to wait and see what happens. If it's not him, then yes. What are we doing? <laughs> we can't do that kind of a stuff. That's just how this stuff works, in my humble opinion. So we'll see. But at least he's got more personality. And he should win the title now. And I love Big E. I want Big E to be Universal Champion by the end of the year. I think he's getting some great momentum together and finding this awesome balance between serious and funny which has been the, the constant conversation but there's no point apollo cruz becoming a nigerian prince if he tries and fails we well, always a point in that <laughs> where, where did that get you absolute jackal so uh yeah you know decent decent week of tv with some huge sad unfortunate botches i hate that word but i can't think of anything else uh looking forward to this week too got the massive nxt show which uh, ends with finn balor versus adam cole which will rock i think maybe more exciting than that though is william regal has two major announcements it seems like it's going to be the announcement of women's uk tag team titles which kind of explains why we had all that hoo-ha with the normal women's tag team titles last week we should introduce them i well, I actually, I actually think that the women's tag team championship should be used better and defended on nxt but whatever i don't make these calls and the other one is that we may have a two-night NXT in the lead-up to WrestleMania. So on the Wednesday and Thursday, you would get NXT 1, NXT 2. Friday, you would get SmackDown. And then Saturday, WrestleMania 1. And Sunday, WrestleMania 2. Then Raw. <laughs> so prepare yourself. There's a lot of wrestling coming, but I'm sure it will be good. It's still a strange WrestleMania. They are selling tickets for it. I don't know how many. People are saying twenty-five to 30,000 on both nights. It'll be interesting to see... How many tickets they sell? Do people want to go back to shows? Is it too early? Is it the right time? I don't necessarily agree with that, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Still announcement though. Um, I've just seen this one. This is new to me. Kenny Omega said to have been furious over AEW Revolution Explosion botch. Well, let's read this together as friends. As seen during the end of last night's AEW Revolution pay-per-view, there was a major pyro fail. I love how these are written. Following the barbed wire death match between Moxley and Omega. During the latest episode of Wrestling Observer Live, that's Alvarez, it was revealed that Kenny Omega was said to have been furious at the botch. For those who didn't see it, Eddie Kingston came running out to protect Moxley from the explosion that was planned to take place. Instead, there were some sparks from the ring post and smokes pouring out from the bottom of the ring. As you'd expect, the bomb was a complete dud and it wasn't supposed to look like that. With the botch, many fans took to social media to criticize the spot blah blah yes 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 during the post-media scrum tony khan tried to cover the botch by saying that kenny had made a duff bomb moxie also referenced this for what it's worth the pyro that is used is done by an outside contractor and not AEW themselves well is that even a story man gets mad at thing he planned didn't work <laughs> it'd be weirder kenny omega doesn't give a crap that his bomb didn't go off i imagine he was mad but i imagine it's like i get mad at things sometimes I'm not mad at anybody in particularly I'm just really annoyed because what exam <laughs> i wanted something to go right and it didn't so i just saw that and i thought we were going to get more details but as ever with most uh wrestling headlines you only get a little bit there was something else that i swear that i wanted to talk about and now my brain as always has escaped me i mean that's pretty much everything that's been going down in the world let me click on some wrestling news sites 
really quick to make sure. I mean, there's, there's all this stuff going around about Christian and how it was basically Moxley that talked him into it, which seems a little bit of an unfair way to to to, to spin it. I'm sure he just rang up John Moxley and said, "Can you tell me about the company?" He said, "We do this, we do that." Uh, there's a lot of chatter about Jim Johnston saying the music today is so bad. Uh, it's just sound effects and noises and stuff. I mean, look, my favorite era of wrestling music is Jim Johnston, but I don't want to sit here and crap on people that are making music now because I think a lot of people are smashing out pretty damn good. Th- you know, I mean, could we have better themes? Yes, I think that's... No, that's not fair. Could there be... I don't know what I'm looking for. I think there's a lot of stuff going on right now that is good. But if you ask me what my favorite era was, it would, have, would of course, be that. So maybe he has a point and maybe he just delivered it the wrong way is how I will... Uh, is, is how I will say it. And, oh, the thigh slapping. I knew there was something else. The flipping sf- thigh slapping. So I'm sure most people have heard about this, but you are not allowed to thigh slap. <laughs> You're not allowed to thigh slap. So Vince McMahon apparently thinks that the thigh slap looks really fake, which begs the reason why there's a bunch of other moves that are allowed. All that too many people are doing it, so the thigh slap has been banned. I don't even know, man. It kind of feels like we are... Oh, I... <laughs> it, it's, it's like South Park. Satire is dead. Satire is, is, is absolutely dead. You can't fight slap in a predetermined sport anymore in case some people look fake. All right, whatever. But that's what's going to happen. I'm sure it will come back eventually. But apparently there were signs backstage saying no thigh slapping, no thigh slapping, which is stupid. I love a good thigh slap. I'm all about a good thigh slap. A good thigh slap makes me happy. A good thigh slap makes me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum, especially when it's done right. I don't know why why you wouldn't want to do it. But hey-ho, that's the deal. That's what we're going to do. We'll... uh... (laughs) No thigh slapping. Who the hell is... What's next? No... Stomp. can you still stomp the mat when you punch who knows keep an eye out anytime someone stomps the match when they punch actually i'll tie this in tweet me at simon316 i managed to hit 100,000 subscribers on twitter recently which i was a little mini goal i'd sent for myself many moons ago uh, so thank you for anybody on here that helped me with that uh, that stupid goal i know it's just a random number on social media but i like to set myself these targets so to actually make it is I was very uh, flattered. So thank you very much. And same goes for everyone at patreon.com force us Simon316. I couldn't do any of this stuff without you. So thank you so much as always for, for supporting me. And long may long may all this madness uh, continue. And before we do answer our questions, which again, you can get me on Twitter, uh, check out my YouTube channel, just search for Simon Miller and uh, merchandise simonmiller.bigcartel.com. Check out What Culture Wrestling. Just search for that in YouTube. And yeah, Twitter, Instagram at Simon316. Shout out to Big Swole too. I mean, she'll never hear this because she doesn't listen. Why would she? She's got better things to do. But she's suffering from Crohn's disease at the moment. A good friend of mine has Crohn's disease and it's absolutely horrible. And it's basically taken her out of wrestling like you know different body parts of hers would lock up and it's a it's a horrible horrible thing to have to go to uh, especially you know, i know this doesn't matter in terms of health and fitness but you know when you're building to something like revolution i'm sure she wanted to be involved and having to be taken out in that sense horrible really really horrible so yeah all the all healthy wishes to her and yeah big cast and enzo returned i don't think we talked about that last week maybe we did big cast went on the record and said that he had to go to rehab a few times before it clicks but clearly it has um, it's worked because he looked uh, much healthier and in better shape than he has in years. 
and uh, good for him. You know, absolutely, absolutely good for him. I hope he can keep in that shape, and I hope he can make another success story within the world of professional wrestling, be that coming back to WWE or AEW, whatever the hell that would entail. That's the main thing. Let's answer the questions. Again, Simon316, start with the man Francis Reyes. Francis, always good to hear from you that says, what would you change for the end of the AEW pay-per-view? Well, I wouldn't have let Gallows and Anderson come down, and I wouldn't have... um, uh, well, obviously, I would have, as best as you can, try and make the thing explode. But I mean, that, that's out of AEW's hand. They wanted the thing to explode. So I wouldn't have had Gallows and Anderson run out. I felt like it was unnecessary in a... Um, a, a world title death match. There's enough Gaga there. <laughs> you don't need any more Gaga. Tom Talks Rubbish says, Hey, Simon Love, all you do. Thanks, my man. My question is about YouTube. What do you do to not get down when your views are low? <laughs> Same with your subs. My channel isn't growing, so I'm losing my motivation. Much love, mate. Well, you can check out Tom over at Tom Talks Rubbish. Search for that on YouTube. Dude, YouTube is a hard game, man. I've, I've been having a, a difficult run as well recently because you never know what's going to pop and what's not. You just have to keep going. And that's why I always say for anyone that wants to start a YouTube channel, passion and energy first. If you're coming at it with energy and you're coming at it with passion, everything else will fall together. If you're just trying to do it because you do want clout, as they say, not saying that's you, Tom, in general, it will wear you out because it's a damn hard game. It truly is. Aaron says, hey, Simon, first of all, ho, hope you're doing well. Second of all, after the global-based turd is finally over, well, that's one way to put a pandemic, what do you think the WWE will do with the Thunderdome? I think it would be a good way to train younger stars to get used to performing in front of a crowd. Well, Aaron, I'm going to say this. That is a fantastic idea. That is really, really clever and really, really creative, but they will bin it simply because it costs so much money. However, awesome, awesome idea. And they do have the money to afford it. They should 100% do that. Uh, Balaji says, Tony Khan mentioned that a woman's dynamite main event is coming very soon. So who would you like to be in that if it's a singles match? Mine is Sheeda versus Britt Baker. Well, it should be the champion always. Make sure the belt feel important. Britt Baker would be a great shout. Riho would be a great shout because she has proven that she is a ratings draw. So people like her. Um, who else on the card is there? I kind of feel like the Nyla Rose match is overdone. We've seen it a few times, but you could do it with Nyla Rose. You know, Nyla Rose is always a... I mean, Nyla Rose is great, but also looks impressive, right? It's like, oh my gosh, that person's going to kick your ass. You know, she's an absolute monster. And I think your your more casual audience will like that. I guess that's probably it. And I'm going to be forgetting somebody now and I'll boot myself. Uh, MSK says, now that Christian is in AEW, name the matches or feuds you want to see right away. And also, who do you think is going to challenge Kenny for the title now? That's a great question. I don't know. Maybe Lance Archer as some sort of like just a, a TV feud as we've done before. Um, I don't think, or maybe Pac actually. Well, he's going for the tag titles. Don't know. Good question. As for Christian, honestly, take your pick. Kenny Omega, Cody. Uh, John Moxley, even though it's got a WWE feel to it. Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, Sting, do a cinematic match. Uh, Miro, Luchasaurus, uh, Brandon Cutler, <laughs> John Silver, anyone. I really like Christian. I think he's got a real uh, special talent for wrestling. It was just um, sort of hidden in, in a bunch of other stuff. And I think he'll make the promotion better. Just my opinion. What do I know? Corey says, at what point do you see WWE reaching a pivotal turning point and realizing something with their project needs to change? Or do you see them being okay with mediocrity? Well, the problem with that, Corey, and I do know where you're coming from, is that they're a business and they rely on the bottom line. And their bottom line right now is bigger than it ever has been. So as far as they're concerned, they are doing a terrific job. And on the one hand, you have to say they are. I know there's another hand. 
line that contests that. But in terms of how they see it, they don't think it's mediocrity. So they're not okay with this. They think they're making a huge fortune and they're 100% right. <laughs> their turnover and their profit is absolutely crazy. Dan says, I think Roman needs gear suitable for the head of the table. A t-shirt and joggers doesn't scream it. He needs something like what they wear from Samoan history, maybe. What do you think? Well, I'm biased. I think Roman Reigns' presentation is wonderful. And also, we don't diss Roman Reigns around here because he'll turn up and he'll, he'll kick our ass. Uh, Liam says, is AEW becoming the new late 2000s TNA with a host of former WWE signings? Also, is Eddie Kingston the greatest seller of all time after that explosion? I don't think selling nothing counts as a as a great seller, although he is very good anyway. We, I, I've already made my feelings clear about TNA, WWE, AEW. We have to wait and see. There's no way to know how they're going to use these people, so we'll wait and see. I really don't care. In, I don't mean that in a bad way, but people got jobs? Awesome. I'd rather have that. Uh, Andrew, if Hulk Hogan and Chris Jericho both had a camel, how many tea cakes could Triple H eat on a Wednesday morning? Six. Mike, let's all ask the question that needs to be asked. Peanut butter or Marmite? <laughs> Oh, peanut butter. I don't like Marmite. But I don't hate it either. So I actually break that trend. Also, the revolution ending your thoughts. Well, we've talked about that. So we're all good. Jake says, if the Mountie and Repo Man worked together, would they never lose? Since the Mountie always gets his man and the Repo Man was just able to repo anything they wanted, they would have gotten every title. Jake, you're a smart man. You're the type of wrestling fan that will go far. I totally agree with you. Uh, Ian says, are you still training for a match against Top Hat Gaming Man? I, for one, cannot wait for that match to happen. I mean, look, it all depends who wants to book it. We did have someone interested at one point. I am absolutely down for that. I'm sure he is as well. So fingers crossed it does happen, yes. Uh, Dopamine Explosion says, do you think a sequel to All In would ever be possible with New Japan, AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact, and others coming together to make a super show? I would guess that when we have sorted our borders and this pandemic has calmed down, you will be seeing that match, uh, that event would be my guess matt says given the scenario you've been completely correct on the jericho inner circle storyline do you think you could have altered their original plans at all to try and swerve the viewers no no one listens to me and nor should they i'm an absolute moron i don't know if i've been 100 percent right to be 100 percent right i need to have this big reveal of sammy Guevara and mjf working together we're going to find out on wednesday they have their war council or whatever they're calling it it, it seems likely that mjf will kick chris jericho out and I also think now, going back to the earlier question, the benefit of kicking Chris Jericho out is that you can go back to a Chris Jericho versus uh, Kenny Omega world title program, which Chris Jericho doesn't win, just for the record, in case anyone goes crazy. You don't do that. But it kind of gives it that new spin that we've never seen before with Chris Jericho being a good guy. And he's been a bad guy in the promotion for a couple of years now. And, you know, Jericho always likes to stay ahead of the game, as we know. So I think it will happen. Whether or not I'm right with my MGF and Sammy Guevara thing, I get less confident by the day. But I've said it now, so I'll stand by it. Cook Update says, why is the internet wrestling community so toxic? Because all niche communities are toxic, my friend. It's not just wrestling. I've worked in football. I have worked in games. I have worked in fitness. And they're all the same. There's just a niche bunch of people that's going to be really loud and are assholey. <laughs> but let them shout into the wind. It's all good. Joshua says, I've been coming up with the predictions of what the WrestleMania 37 card would look like, and sadly, I don't know what to do with Jeff Hardy. Where would he fit in at WrestleMania this year in your eyes? I don't know. Uh, I, I forget if he's a Raw SmackDown talent. He's a Raw guy, right? And we didn't even see him. There'll probably be some kind of multi-man match or a battle royale, and he'll probably be stuck in there. And I think he'll probably be all right with that. I think Jeff has different priorities at the moment, but he'll be on the show in some sense. Uh, Aaron says, do you think Big E will definitely be reunited with a new day at some point? Or do you think they'll keep it the way it is? It seems like they allow them to be on screen together a lot. So it's not like we don't get to see them still support each other and be best friends. 
Not for a while. I mean, they probably will because like you said, you know, they're already hanging out together. But I would rather wait a good while before we did that. I felt like there was a nice poetic and emotional ending. And I do feel like Biggie's onto something. And I don't want him to be put back on the new day if that's going to convince WWE not to push him. Maybe next year, but this year I want him to become the Universal Champion before December 31st, 2021. I may be uh, optimistic (laughs) with this guess, but I'm going to say it all the time. Uh, Nile says, thoughts on Soldier Boy poking his nose around? I'm pretty sure it's just people ragging on each other to get internet noise, and it worked. So good for them. Harreen says, hello, Simon. Daily proclamation, my love for Kenny Omega every week. I love it every week. It's been said that Sheeda is only champion because she and Kenny used to date. (laughs) I've never heard that. How do you deal with false and negative assumptions that have been said about you on the internet? Have a great day, rest of your day. Thank you. I hadn't heard that, even if that is true. I, I tell you what annoys me about that. I'll answer your question in two parts. One, nepotism or helping out your friends. That happens in every single industry. Of course it does. If your friend ran a massive company and you wanted a job or needed a job and they gave you one because you're his mate that is not the first time that's happened and it happens with girlfriends and fathers and sons and wives and whatever else husbands in terms of what people say about me i mean if if it depends on what it was if it was simon chaves his head for fun it's not true i'm bald (laughs) i don't have hair in a certain part of my head i would probably leave it because who cares but if it was something that was truly an insult to my character and a detriment to my character, then yes, I think you do need to, to reference that stuff. But this, I mean, look, saying that Kenny Omega has ensured that Sheeda is champion just because they used to date, whether it's true or not, it doesn't make me think anything about anything. I just go, okay, but she's really good in the ring, so why would I care? That just sounds like people being negative. But the, the biggest lesson I learned about that kind of stuff is the Barbara Streisand effect. Look it up on Wikipedia. But the short story is there was a another tiny news story about a place that Barbara Streisand was living in a magazine. She didn't like that they publicized it. So she sued them to say, take it out of your magazine. And then all the big papers commented on her suing them. And then everybody saw the picture of where she lived. And if she had just shut up, <laughs> none of that would have happened. So always think of the Barbara Streisand syndrome. Uh, Pride says, who are you most excited we've done that? So you're talking about Christian, but shout out to my man Pride, who in terms of Christian says, uh, do you think a feud where he would be fighting Darby Allen, but cutting promos across from Sting could make for a further rise? Absolutely. Although Christian will definitely be a good guy. I can't see him being a heel. Uh, Jordan says, if there was one dream match for Repo Man from current active wrestlers, who would it be? I don't know. Orange Cassidy. (laughs) Daytona. Do you still think that MJF and Sammy G are secretly plotting to take over the inner circle? I've agreed with your theory this whole time, and now I'm doubting it. No, I'm the same. I, I'm sticking with it, but I do have a, have a seed of doubt. But, I, you know, we, we could be right, Daytona. We could be right. Um, Adiata says, if you were the booker, would you give Lashley a lengthy title reign or give Drew his crowning moment in front of fans? It all depends on the story and what happens over the next month. If we build up to a fever pitch that quickly to where these fans are going to want to see Drew win, which he deserves, don't forget what the hell he did over the last 12 months, then that's what we should do. But sometimes I feel like you feel it in your bones. And if your bones are telling you to keep it on Bobby Lashley, then 100% keep it on Bobby Lashley. Don't take him off and just for the sake of it. But So it's kind of a win-win. It all depends on the story. Uh, to see what we're going to do. But if I'm the booker, I'd probably give it back to Drew um, because (sighs) I don't know, really. But I don't mind Bobby Lashley keeping it. I wouldn't mind Bobby Lashley having it for the rest of the year. Uh, Coulter says, who should Rhea Ripley feud against on Raw to immediately establish her as a star? Hmm. Difficult question. Not a lot of people on Raw. I guess it should be Charlotte Flair. 
Charlotte Flair, I assume, is going to win the belt at WrestleMania 37. Then she should go into a feud with Rhea Ripley, and Rhea Ripley should win the belt. And now people say, that's too quick, too soon, so I need to back it off. And I'm like, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. I think that we should strap the rocket to her. Again, look how well it worked with Bobby Lashley over the last year. It turns people into... Uh, into super duper, super duper superstars. Uh, John Teen Green says, I would like an update on Oscar's injury status. Any repercussions as far as Shayna Baszler is concerned? No, and there shouldn't be. Like, it was a, an awry kick, but <sighs> these things happen. You can't, it sucks. But yeah, you just have to kind of take the rough with the smooth. Um, and in terms of Oscar, yeah, it just sounds like it was really bad. I'm sure they're resting because she knows it's more important for her to be at WrestleMania. So she'll uh, she'll come back eventually. But I hope, yeah, same with Big Swole and her. I hope everyone dealing with injuries gets on all right soon. Eleanor says, thoughts on NXT reportedly introducing their own women's tag titles? Mostly what I said earlier, definitely a good idea. But I think the better idea would have been to have had the women's tag team champions going from Raw to SmackDown to NXT and making sure those belts had constant feuds and were jumping all around the place. But they don't want to do that. So I think it's probably better to have some belts down there uh cody says does changing the appearance of a championship title diminish its prestige nope i don't think so at all uh canal says if you get a chance to wrestle in an exploding barbed wire death match against someone like moxie would you be interested by the way i'm a big fan of ups and downs thanks man i mean of course i would be interested because it's a massive opportunity but i'd also be terrified and i'd probably crap my pants uh, Amy says, do you think that some of the content from WWE during the Attitude Era will be censored or completely removed by Peacock as they integrate to the platform? What a good question. Could this be why the archive will not immediately be available? What is the impa- impact going to be subscriber-wise? That is a great point because some of it probably does need to be edited depending on how you see uh, historic content, we'll call it, or past content being used. But there is a lot of controversial stuff in there that they probably wouldn't want their network. Potentially, that could be true. Amy, you may have just picked up on a story that is going to blow up in a couple of weeks. <laughs> and I will make sure that everyone knows you came up with it first. There's a very good chance. And yeah, there's some bad stuff. It's really bad stuff in the edge. I know people go, no, it's bad stuff. It's just bad stuff. Uh, Mole says, what do you think of QT turning on Dustin? Really good. I like all of the AEW under the radar stories that aren't sort of like big things and just sort of happen on dark and happen over here. So yeah, I think they have a good match. And I like QT Marshall. You know, everything you hear backstage sounds like a really decent guy. Uh, Irish Wrestling Entertainment says you can only choose one. Kenny Omega versus Roman Reigns. Kenny Omega versus Seth Rollins or Kenny Omega versus AJ. I mean, look, I can't lose, but I go Kenny Omega versus AJ uh, just because I'm a massive fan of AJ Styles. Not that I'm not a massive fan of Roman or Rollins, but that if, again, if I can only pick one match, I want to see AJ Styles. Paco says, are you returning to the ring soon? As yes, but no, <laughs> because we don't know what's going on in the UK. Do I have bookings in my diary? Yes, I do. Are they all penciled in as opposed to penned in? Yes, because again, we don't know what the hell's going to happen. So uh, we're going to have to wait and see. But hopefully is my answer. It's all determined by what we're allowed to do and what we're not allowed to do. And of course, for me personally, a um, health and safety is the most important thing. But I have been talking to some people. So fingers crossed. Primetime says, I remember hearing rumors of AEW introducing trio belts. What are your thoughts on this? I think they should do it. That's a great way to use all the people that you've got. It gets, you know, a minimum of six people onto a card when you do have a massive roster. And no real American promotion does it. So, you know, on their level. So, yes, they should. Uh, Matt Moore, what is the long-term plan with the NXT title? Would you give it to Cole? Personally, I'd love Balor to retain simply for the fact I'd have Cole versus O'Reilly at one of the nights of Mania. NXT is so overlooked for my liking and is way better than Braun versus Shane. I would have Finn Balor have a lengthy title reign. I I like Finn Balor a lot. I think he's awesome, and I don't think he had the best run on the main roster, and it wasn't his fault. 
how long you keep it on though i don't know but at least for a few months and through mania yeah i don't know what the long-term plan is though i suppose to get it back on carrion cross unless he gets called up to the to the main roster but yeah finn balor absolutely awesome uh angel garcia my man says when we get to see a simon in aew and why here's why in my dreams my friends but i'm a dream tracer so we'll keep everything crossed uh backyard ripper says do you play all of those ripping lead guitars on your outro songs no i don't that is a license free track called thor's hammer if you type in thor's hammer to youtube right now you can listen to the whole song and it's pretty damn good hence why i chose it lakers mark said what matchup mania would you have preferred daniel bryan versus roman or daniel bryan versus edge no roman versus bryan or roman versus edge well i get both this way I don't think WrestleMania sort of carries that same caveat to me that it once did. I just want to see good matches. I do love WrestleMania, and it still is the biggest show. But this way, I get both matches, so I'm okay with it. And I like Edge being in the main event. Again, the dude was never meant to wrestle again. Let him have his due, for goodness sake. Not to you, Lakers. I'm just just shouting out. Uh, Carl says, I'm going to go quite basic, but I want to know. If you could wrestle anyone, past or present, who would that person be and why? Always Bret Hart. Guy that got into me interesting and also make me look far better than I actually am. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, Jake says Biscoff spread, yay or nay? I've never had Biscoff spread, and there's a good chance I never will have it. So we may never be able to answer that question. Carl says, hey, Simon, what's your favorite type of egg dish? <laughs> well, given I have scrambled eggs every day, probably that, but it'd actually be a boiled egg. Throw out a curveball there. Uh, AES Gaming says, apology if this comes out the wrong way. Always a difficult way to start a sentence. But do you feel like Charlotte Flair is at the very least portrayed as an entitled wrestler? It seems that in the past several years, she just gets opportunities left and right. Peyton Royce's excellent promo yesterday just solidifies it. Well, I think you can say that now. I'm going to assume... Here's the thing with Charlotte Flair. She's flipping talented. She's flipping really good. And she's a Flair. And this kind of goes back into our nepotism argument from earlier. When you push all those things together, you probably are going to get chances that other people don't. But she also does back it up, right? And these are all opportunities that any of us would grab on if we were in WWE. So I think sometimes she gets a hard rap. However, I also do agree with Peyton. We do need to start spreading the love a bit more. Why wasn't Peyton involved in that promo with Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke? Maybe she will be next week. I don't know. But this kind of goes back to the situation of tagging or tagging, tying up the tag team belts with the women's championship and so on and so forth. I don't think that it's, I think it just becomes messy. And I think you lose being able to use your roster to your best ability. So I kind of see it from all directions. But ultimately, I want Charlotte to be continued to use the way that she is. But people join her. I don't want Charlotte to be to be relegated. I want everyone to be promoted. Uh, Never Forgetful says, how do you think AEW will write off Mox now? Well, we don't 100% know that was the case. I mean, I don't think they were going to write him off. I think we all decided that was going to happen. I presume there's now gonna, he's going to go into the tag team division with Eddie Kingston for a while, which he has said in interviews he's wanted to do. So there you go. Uh, Boss of the World says, do you think the WWE Hall of Fame will ever return? Yes, it will return. They love that. And finally, the British Bulldog will go in. Lazaro says, hey, Simon, I plan on training to become a professional wrestler next year. What do you suggest I do? Well, go to wrestling school. I'm an asshole. I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. My finisher is going to be a spear and a screwdriver with my signature being the Emerald Flosion. Well, you've ripped off my moveset, my moveset, so thanks for that. (laughs) I would say my biggest advice for you is stop planning your finishing moves and your signatures now because you don't even know what your style is going to be um it's it's nice to kind of think about these things and get excited but make sure you kind of um hold yourself back a little bit because yeah you need to the best thing you can do is just try and get in the best shape as you can uh be respectful uh enjoy it number one enjoy it 
And if you decide that it's not for you, don't be afraid to walk away. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make you a failure. You're a success for trying to begin with. But yeah, don't jump the gun as well because you'll soon find out that it's not... It doesn't go the way that you think it's going to go. Not in a bad sense, but yeah, you'll see. Let me know how you get on though. Uh, Mindrunner's got a great question who says, where is the line between a promotion under-delivering and over-hyping versus personal expectations becoming unreasonable and fans setting themselves up for disappointment? Now, this is fascinating because I would always rather Tony Khan came out, looked down a camera and said, I have the biggest signing you've ever seen in your life. I want to get excited. And if I get let down, I'm like, you know, it doesn't matter. It's just wrestling. <laughs> and I get I'm not, no, not a lot of people think like that, but I have other things in my life that are serious and not life and death, but, you know, you're heading in that direction. So you think, well, I'm going to care more about that. At least I had a few days to get excited and watch the internet go crazy and debate and stuff. But at the same time, you have to be fair in your promotion because you're asking people to spend their money. And that's the key. You can't lie. I'm not saying anyone, I'm not saying that Tony Khan or anyone lied, but I'm saying just in general, you have to make sure that what you're promoting will live up to expectations. The problem we have now is that people will let their expectations grow. The example I always use is England fans, <laughs> England football fans, who decide every four years that England are going to win the World Cup. When they don't, they're devastated. It's like, well, no one else actually thought we were going to win. It was just you. So it, it, it's a tough one. There is a fine line. It's really hard to get right. I personally think AEW gets it right all the time. I can't think of one. And I think WWE, the problem with WWE is that they will just change stuff last minute. But I do think sometimes they they, they deliver on it as well. So yeah, it's, I don't even know, man. It's, it's social media. Social media gets people worked up as, you know, people were suggesting John Cena. Even though John Cena had a contract to WWE. Uh, it makes me laugh. It's funny. Uh, Nick to the rescue who says, who is the current most underused superstar on Raw right now? Oh, Mustafa Ali. No two ways about it, Mustafa Ali. And Ricochet, of course. Uh, Ghost Dunk says, what would you do if you were Eddie Kingston on Wednesday? Just say I was like, had a shock, man. Had a panic attack. So I was just down there freaking out. Didn't know what was going on. Jay says, are you having a good day? I am Jay. And I hope you're having a good day too. And we'll do a couple of more. Michael Gray, is Roman Reigns the best character in the last 20 years? I mean, it, it, it'd be up there, I'm sure. Um, I, wouldn't, I don't think he's the best. I'd have to sit down and make a list. So, but great, great. I, I don't really like that whole comparing thing. I'm a bit weird like that. I think it's kind of a crutch we fall into. It's like, who's better between these two guys? I'm like, well, they're just both great. Yeah, but who's better? It's like, they're both great. What's the, <laughs> what's the problem? Um, and Marshall says, what's your main advice to someone that wants to get into the wrestling business? Kind of touched upon that. Believe in yourself. Have fun. See it through as much as you want. And then try and have a match. Just try and have one match. And then you can you can take it from there. And the last one would be uh, Tona B, who says, hey, Simon, how much or how you're, you're making sex jokes. But your point is, how hardcore would you be willing to go in a hardcore match? Um, again, I would do anything if the opportunity was right and it wasn't in front of 12 people in a, in a, in a, in like a random building because it's, you know, it's not worth it, if that makes sense, right? You want to make sure you're doing it on a grand stage where the most people see it and you're going to get the most worth out of it. But again, if the opportunity is good, you've got to do these things. The worst thing you can ever do is say no to an opportunity because then you'll just be sat at home one day going, why didn't I do it? Why didn't I do it? And you just wreck your own life. So just throw yourself into these things I mean, thumbtacks absolutely scare me because I'm just, I don't like piercings or whatever the right term would be. But I would, you know, I'd rather go through the pain of that and be in a bit of agony for a few days as opposed to wonder what if, because regret is a horrible thing. And, uh, you know, I want to get to 75 years old if I am lucky enough to get there and look back and say to myself, hey, man, 
you know, who the hell knows where we ended up, but we gave you as, you know, we did as much as we possibly could. And that would include crazy hardcore matches if I thought there was going to be some worth uh, on the other side. Uh, Christian Cage also just announced to be on AEW Dynamite this week. I think we talked about that already, didn't I? I did. Why Google updates? Why give me updates I've already got? And I think that's it. I think that's the end of the show. Thank you for always joining me. Again, twitch.tv force Simon of 316. Very, very soon. At least definitely, well, hopefully within the next couple of weeks, we will be back. Uh, we will be back uh, live on there uh, at least once a week. So, yes, it would be great to see you on that. I know a lot of people have been asking that for a while. I'll also upload the videos to a separate YouTube channel. I'll make sure you know about that too. But otherwise, thank you for joining me as always. I do appreciate it. What have you got this week? You've got Impact tonight. You've got NXT, the big NXT show tomorrow. And, you know, Dynamite will be big. The fallout from, um, what do you want to call it? Uh, revolution which is going to be fascinating and then i think a week on sunday is fast lane is that right it's fast oh, flipping all stupid paper <laughs> it's just so it's so in the way it is flipping all it's my sister's birthday as well and so far we've got nia jackson Shayna baser versus sasha banks and bianca belair for no reason and roman reigns versus daniel bryan and i assume we're going to get drew mcintyre versus sheamus in fact i bet this week wwe just announces that on social media anyway thank you again as always you take care of yourselves and i'll talk to you again very soon